Welcome to Panther Paris, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Panther Paris, a Florida Hockey Now podcast. I am your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Alex Lopez and TJ Peterson. Uh, game one of the Panthers Bruins first playoff series is in the books. And uh, honestly, I'd say it probably went about as expected. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, if not, maybe a little better than expected. Uh, Panthers take a 3-1 loss. But I mean, controlled the flow of the game at five on five pretty much up until the third period, uh, at which point the Bruins kind of took over. But uh, I wouldn't say I'm hopeful for the rest of the series, especially considering that Boston played that game without Patrice Bergeron, uh, who is expected to return. Uh, And if you can't beat the Bruins without Bergeron, you're probably not beating the Bruins. Yeah, um, I'm not seeing many positives to take from that game. Yes, they controlled play. But to uh, use a soccer analogy, it honestly felt like the USA-Netherlands game that we all watched together where the USA had the ball the entire time, but Netherlands was always in control of what was going on. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's fair. The Panthers had the puck a bunch. They got a lot of shots, but they had very, very little quality, like almost none. And, yeah, they lost 3-1. Totally deserved loss, a demoralizing loss, considering Bergeron wasn't playing and. God knows who else on that team was dealing with stomach issues. Um, yeah, that's it's just it's just bad all around. It's it, there's nothing really positive to take to, from tonight. Yeah, I mean that's a little that's a little bit harsh, but like I guess that what I'm what I want to frame this in at is that like that's just how good the Bruins are. Yeah. So just oh, in yeah. terms of like. You know, there's nothing encouraging about this series to take from the game. Other than that, like, I guess two of the Bruins goals were pretty fluky. But look, like, yeah, the Panthers could have scored a goal like that on multiple occasions. I Either the second goal, which Lyon just flat out whiffed on Marchand, or the third where, you know, they, they had some guys in the front of the net. They got pucks to the net. You know, they got a good bounce. That's sort of the what the Panthers' offense is predicated on, and that never happened. You know, Matthew Kachuk just did a Matthew Kachuk thing to get them on the board, and you know they they couldn't get anything else going. In in reality, though, if the if the Bruins didn't score fortunate goals, they probably could have scored ones that they they deserved to score. They had all the odd man rushes. I can only think of one odd man rush that the Panthers had, and that was only like kind of a two and a one two on one and a half because there was a Bruin tra- uh trailing yeah. the play. I assume that's the Verhagen Duclair one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the Bruins had multiple two on ones. I think they had a breakaway. Uh and there yeah. were some other uh odd man rushes that the Panthers barely aborted by uh making a last gas defensive play to prevent the odd man rush from occurring. Uh so yeah in general I would say we were talking about it in the first and the second period for sure. If you were looking at the shot clock, it would give you the impression that the the Panthers were dominating the game, but in reality they had quantity and no quality. And the Bruins had not necessarily the best quality looks that you could ever imagine, but they had all the quality. The Panthers had none of the the quality looks that were occurring. 
Yeah, I mean, those two-on-ones, those were clean two-on-ones where they got the shot they wanted and Lyon just had to make at least a handful of fantastic saves. Like, yes, he, he gave up the softy on the second goal, but how many goals did he take away last night? You know, bounce here or there, and it could have been a completely different game, and that's kind of hockey is sometimes. Um, mm. Perfect example. Or, or Early in the period, uh, early in the second period, there was that puck that was right in like it was an inch away from the goal line uncovered and Giovanni Smith and Eric Stahl were whacking away at it and couldn't get to it puck doesn't go in next shift Marshawn scores a cheapie third period it's 2-1 puck is literally sitting on Alex Lyon's pad yeah that's and no, that's just a bad break and no the only person who could find it is Jake DeBrusque who puts it into the net and before anyone says I'm the goalie I will tell you 150% that was a good goal. No no ifs, ands, or buts. The puck wasn't covered. There wasn't any, you know, improper attempt on Lyon to dislodge him. Like, DeBrusque was making a play for the puck, and I'm pretty sure he hit the puck. I don't think he hit the pad uh, to push it into that. But even if he had, I think that's a good goal. So it's a good on Maurice for not challenging because he would have lost it. Um, but yeah, like the Panthers didn't get the breaks tonight, but they also didn't deserve them. This is they not- did get some breaks. Like it, it could have been worse and it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit, you know, little pucks bounce a little different way. And we're talking about a two, two hockey game, but you know, there's so much that just didn't go right. That was in Panthers control that you should not be complaining about pucks, not bouncing your way or the officiating, which I didn't think was great. But again, it, it wasn't the reason the Panthers lost. Oh, I mean the 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 first penalty they called on the Bruins was awful. Yeah, that's that's one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. Yeah, and then that following that up with like later, the first period officiating really pissed me off. I like I'm not going to blame refereeing for the result of that game, but like that call against Ek, against Ekblad was bullshit. Oh, I'm talking about the call against um, yeah. McAvoy. The one against McAvoy was so bad. Oh. That's one of the worst. It wasn't. It was nothing. I thought that was a pretty clear penalty. No, it wasn't. I didn't go back and look at it. I watched it in real time. It was was, on in a slow mo replay. It looked a little soft, but in real time, I like stood up from my seat and was like, "That's a penalty." Yeah, I. I don't want. He hit a guy from behind completely unaware. That's entirely a penalty. He didn't even really hit him though. Yeah, let, let's let's move on. There's but nothing to. There's I, well, nothing I to also talk just, about like the first period was was rough. The Ekblad call was bad, and then the non-call on Barkov's stick being held later in the first period was. Yeah, that was bad. That was, was and Reinhardt being great. hooked on the same on the same play. There could have been. Yeah. I thought. I, I thought the, the was, hooking I can go either way on. Like yeah, the, the no call on Reinhardt, I can go either way. Barkov's stick was so clearly being held. Yeah, like even, Barkov was. He had like both his hands up. And his stick was still at his torso because the Bruin was holding it and the ref yes. did nothing about yeah. it. Like, that, that was me that off. was a clear that was a clear miss. So I guess it all balanced out. Yeah. And so I mean, like, yeah, I'm not gonna blame officiating for the result. Yeah, come on. But there were, were the some, Panthers there were they scoring a power play goal in this maybe? game? You don't know. God, no. You don't they, know. It, it sure didn't look like it. Probably not, but you don't know what could have happened in the first period. I feel like they could have played the whole game on the power play and it still might have been three one Bruins. That's that's a little bold. Um, I mean, it's called hyperbole. Come on, James, I, look I it know. Up. Yeah, <sighs> yeah the, the, I look the... up hyperbole every day. <laughs> I look up gullible every day, Jacob. 
this this podcast hates faceoffs as a stat, but you really do see the importance of them with that last power play where you know Barkov loses the opening faceoff clean and they just never gain zone entry the entire two minutes. Like that's when faceoffs matter in those you know beginning of a power play, beginning of a penalty kill, because just starting off with possession in the zone is so crucial. And yeah, it was just awful. Um, Real quick. Go for it. Giovanni Smith. God. Why? 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 Yeah, I'm over it. I, I tried as hard as I could to defend him for as long as I could. I'm I'm on your side of this of this argument now, Alex. His ass should have been stapled. There should have been literal staples to his jersey to the bench after that first shift. Are you fucking kidding me? You get the puck, you turn it over, and then you just take somebody down who's nowhere near the puck. Yeah. What are you doing? He's your doing job, his best. As your job as a fourth liner is to do is to not do anything stupid. Just don't do anything stupid. Do you, no harm. Yeah. And if you can, you know, get a big hit or you know, defend someone if, if absolutely necessary, great. But job number one is don't do something stupid. And like we've seen multiple times this year, he does multiple stupid things on the same play, and it comes up, it gives the Bruins a second power play in the opening five minutes of the game, and, and this time the they score. don't miss, and it's one nothing. What the fuck is Giovanni Smith doing on the ice? Get him out of the of my life. Set yeah. play seven defenseman. Do anything but put this guy who does nothing positive for the team. You can't play him when you're trying to hold a lead. You can't play him when you're down a goal. Can't kill penalties. He doesn't doesn't play the yeah, power play. No, you can't use him. He's useless. Anyway, I have a great meme to make. Uh, I was going to say that I actually thought that the fourth line, when it came to Cousins and White, had a pretty good game. They were great. Yeah, they were good. And I, I, I feel like Giovanni Smith. Sorry. And it's it's really it's it's not his fault. Like I feel like if you gave Giovanni Smith truth serum and you asked him. Hey, Giovanni, are you an NHL player? He would say, no, I'm an AHL player who's being trusted by Paul Maurice for whatever reason. Like, he's he's being misused and miscast, and it's not really his fault, and I can't really blame him for it. But, you know, like, you're out there against the best team in NHL history in a playoff game, and... You can't do that. You just can't. It's, it, it was a, it was a terrible play. If if it never happens, maybe the game goes differently. Because at that point, they looked pretty solid. You know, the, the Panthers did. It was it was overall like the first period was probably the best period of the game, and they still came out of it down one nothing, and it was really Giovanni Smith's fault, unfortunately for him. I I. I I go back to when uh, what's his name got waived and claimed by Montreal, and that guy was definitely Chris better. Tierney. Chris Tierney is a oh, is I a forgot. Better, I forgot better, that we had Chris Tierney on our team. <laughs> he's a better hockey player than Giovanni Smith, and like God, God knows that it's got to be pretty dire straits for you to be like, if only we had Chris Tierney. And it's it's not really like that. If they played Zach Delpy in game, who was two, called up today? Yeah, and he's he's a, a healthy scratch, but. He could very well see the ice in that game because, you know, Giovanni Smith made a crucial mistake and has shown that he does not deserve the coaching staff's trust. And he still plays, and we really cannot explain it. Like, uh, he's 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 bad at NHL hockey. He's a very, very good hockey player, but relative to the rest of the players <laughs> in the NHL, 
he's he's nowhere near. And when when uh, Keith Kachuk made those remarks about how the Panthers were soft, like I would have to imagine that their answer is Giovanni Smith, who's not soft. That's like that's the one thing you can say about him. He's not soft. But you know what? It doesn't matter because he's bad. And him being hard was a detriment. Yeah, for the people who all care about toughness and grit, you know, every single Panther had a hit tonight. Whoop the fucking do. Yeah, it did great. Sasha Barkov had three hits tonight and zero shots on goal. That's a fucking Barkov problem. Had zero shots on goal? Zero. Yeah, he had attempts, Holy but shit, did not get that. him on goal. I Barkov, missed that. Barkov was objectively awful tonight. Not good. Awful. No. He is your $10 million number one center, top five center in the NHL, captain, and he was a complete no-show, and that's with Patrice Bergeron out of the lineup. Absolutely. That's what I was about to say. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, you know, is he injured? Because it feels like he's just not really making an impact whenever. But that's the eye test. I feel like we have this conversation every playoffs at this point. The last four years, it's like, hey, guys, is is something wrong with Barkov? Like, we did it last year. We're doing it again after game one. We did it two years ago, like. It's it's yeah. it's it's a real problem at this point. I don't, I don't want to make this a thirty you know minute what? bashing Barkov session, but like, let's just do it because you know the best case scenario is that he has a big game too, and we look stupid. And you know what? That's not such a bad thing. So Barkov is a total fraud. Definitely don't post this on social media when he has a hat trick in game two. Definitely yeah. don't tag Panther Perry and call us clowns. We're saying that that Sasha Barkov is overpaid by about nine point nine million, and he will never show up in the playoffs. He'll never win another playoff game in his career. Definitely never. Don't clip this. Do not post it on social media. Do not tag Panther Perry. I am entirely not- putting this exact clip on TikTok tomorrow. <laughs> Alex, did what's you going guys on? just see what McDavid did? No, no. I, I'm not. I I'm busy making just- a meme. He just did the one-on-four thing again. I mean, he didn't score, but he drew a penalty. Now it's a five-on-three. Oh, I love but just when Barkov like, does that. My God, he just went through three guys. There was three guys conversed around him, and he barely was touched. I just turned it on, and I saw the replay, and yes, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, he, like, Oh, my God. Stick handling do, in a phone booth. How does he do this? Well, it's so incredible. Probably by being the best player in the league, if I yeah. if I had to guess, and yeah, of his generation. I, I'm sorry. I, I I I'm just marveling. Like, how does how is he that good? But yeah, okay. Back on topic. Um, anybody else that you want to call out for having a poor performance? I think that individually, not Alex Lyon. Markov, you want it, you want him to play better than that, but ultimately, if he does have a good game, it's probably still not enough. They yeah. probably still they probably still lose three to one because it's it's not really like they had enough pressure to justify saying, oh, they should have scored at least two. Carter Hagee, eh? I didn't really see you. You didn't see much of the first line period tonight. Yeah, the yeah. first line really wasn't great. No, Duclair was. Not as bad as he usually has been this season. Like he's he's getting his legs under him a little bit. Like there was a nice retrieval that he made in, in neutral <laughs> ice and uh got off a, a good shot that frankly was higher quality than pretty much every other shot the Panthers had tonight. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, 
I think a lot of the post game discussion is going to be about the goaltending, but let me let me put it this way: I think they lose this game if Bob is in the net easily. I I don't think that it necessarily goes worse, but I think it's still a comfortable Bruins win. I don't think that you put him in in that game. Like I guess there's a chance that he could just completely steal it, but the Panthers scored one time. That wasn't an accident. They're going to have to do a lot more to score. Like that's that's the foundation of their team. They will never win one nothing games. This team can never win one nothing games. It's just not going to happen. So you got to find a way to get more goals on the board. Period. And you know, not just get the goals on the board and then forget about how it happened. You have to generate enough constant quality, which I didn't think I would be saying is an issue for this team. They've done it all season, but they had huge problems generating quality in this game. Oh and, yeah. And it's the Bruins. I know that that's what they, they do best shutting that down. You know, that that's the task at hand. And, you know, we, we are going to say on one hand, like the Bruins are so good, you know, we, we shouldn't expect the whole lot from this series and that much is true, but I do want to remind people Panthers had 92 points in the regular season. They deserve to be here. If they had won one more game, they would have gotten to play Carolina who is also up one, nothing, but I think that we all agree. That's an easier opponent. It wouldn't yeah. be nearly as challenging. And they, yeah. they screwed it up. They only have themselves to blame. So I, I'm going to say that, so that it doesn't seem like we're totally letting them off the hook for what they're doing against admittedly a very good Bruins team. Like if they had been better in the regular season, they wouldn't have to play this team. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting what you deserve. But let's talk about the goaltending. Cause I'm sure people want to hear about it. Alex, you're the goalie. I want your thoughts in full. But there's no denying the second goal was 100% a bad goal. That should be stopped a hundred out of a hundred times. You know, it's there's nothing more to say than that. The third goal, if we want to say, you know, Bobrovsky would have covered it because he was three inches bigger. Sure, why not? But that's <laughs> just like that's just like the shittiest luck of shitty luck that yeah, you know, the puck is sitting on top of your pad, the ref doesn't blow the whistle, and the ref shouldn't have blown the whistle because it wasn't covered. But it's like, how many times have we seen early whistles on plays like that? And Whatever, like just shit just happened for that third goal. Um, the first goal was 100% not his fault. It's on the power play. Mark Stahl gets caught putt watching. So he's chasing Bertuzzi instead of having Bertuzzi tied up. So Bertuzzi can't make the backhand pass to Pasternak, who's wide open for the easiest playoff goal he'll ever score. Like these are the, these are things that happen. He made a bunch of fantastic saves. He wasn't fighting the puck at all. Um, that fourth goal, which was just the most obvious goalie interference call of all time. So it's not like you can fault him like, oh, he was out of position or something. No, he had the puck in his glove covered and it was hit out of his glove and into the net. Like there's nothing you can blame Alex Lyon for, for even being in that position. So he played well. I'd honestly be shocked if he doesn't start game two because it's not his fault they lost. And that's you know, the biggest question to me. Is I, yeah, I I agree. I and I'm sorry to cut you off, Alex, but I think this is something that needs to be discussed. Um, I I entirely agree. Obviously, he should start game two. 
But will Paul Maurice actually start him in game two? Yes. I think it, do- I think it doesn't matter also. Like, I think that Bob is, it, he had a solid season. Like, I think that he could come in there and do a pretty similar job. But, like, Lyon played not a perfect game, obviously, because he let up a terrible goal. But, you know, how many guys are you confident would have played better overall? Sorokin, Shesterkin, maybe Olmark, because he had a fantastic season. He didn't really have a whole lot to do in this game. Um, the The list is very short, though. Yeah. It, there's just no reason to start. So the only reason you would, quote-unquote, start Bob is you're trying to change things up, and I don't think you do that right. down one nothing. You do that if you're down 2-0 and... You know, you get goalied again or something, and it's just like, all right, we're gonna try something. We're we're desperate. Let's just let's throw Bob in. Um, but yeah, it's. Would you not say that the Panthers are desperate right now? No, it's. I wouldn't game. say. Yeah. Also, like, they lost on the road. That's what they should have done. That's that's how this is gonna go. They're gonna have to win one road game, but they could do it. One on Wednesday in game two. I'm not saying that I expect it. I, I expect the Bruins to go up to nothing because they're a much better team, but no one's going to be stunned if the the Panthers win game two. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, TJ. Like, this was your best opportunity to steal a game because Bergeron wasn't in and other guys were right. playing sick, but you don't panic here. You just say, hey, we, we didn't play well enough, and you go to Wednesday. It's, yeah, to me, it's that simple. It's sort of like how they had a better chance of getting two points in Ottawa two nights before, but they ended up getting those two points in Toronto. Like yep. shit happens, and you know, the nothing really changed. the The Bruins held serve, so I'm not trying to tell everybody that they should go to bed fully expecting the Panthers to come back and still win this series because. That's not true, but nothing, nothing really changed. Like they, they had an opportunity because of the absences and the sickness, but maybe it was, maybe it wasn't really anything. And Bergeron was the only one that was really sick. Who knows? It was, it was definitely an opportunity, but, but like, you know, you can't really be super disappointed by this. I don't think. Speak for yourself. I can be disappointed in whatever I want. Okay. It'll That's... make the backdoor sweep that much sweeter. Uh, so uh, five minutes on some other things that I want to talk about. The the checkers, really. And we can talk about the rest of the league if you guys want to. But nothing yeah. really to talk about other than what we talked about with McDavid. Oilers power play looking good in the first period. Everybody will know how that ended up. Uh, checkers news. So they are going into the playoffs starting today, Tuesday. Uh, they're playing Lehigh Valley, the sixth seed. They were the three seed, so they're getting to host the full opening round, which is best of three. Uh, it'll be Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, they've got Mackie Samuskevich in the fold. He was signed on an ATO. And they also signed uh, Rod Brindamore's son, Skylar Brindamore, to an ATO as well. PTO. Oh, it was a PTO? I thought it was an amateur tryout. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Either way, I do not expect uh is it Skylar Brindamore or Riley Brindamore? Yeah, it's Skylar. 
Skyler Brindamore to be a Florida Panther. He's signing with the Charlotte, the, the Carolina Hurricanes. The only reason he signed with Charlotte is because Carolina's AHL team is out of the playoffs, and therefore he's just going to play at the uh, for the team closest to his dad, so he can yeah. be around the Carolina Panthers. I'm sorry, the Carolina Hurricanes yeah. for a playoff rush. That's right, and that's about it. Like I, I'd be absolutely stunned if this leads to a contract with the Florida Panthers. This kid's going to be a Carolina Hurricane. We'll see. I I wouldn't be stunned, but I think you're right. Like there's, there's, you know, there's a chance like the Panthers don't have draft picks. So guys like Brenda Moore are going to get an opportunity and Hey, um, uh, Friedman said that they were looking at Quinnipiac free agents. So there you go. There's a Quinnipiac free agent for you. Uh, it should be interesting to see how this goes for the checkers. I, I think it's going to be Gusta in the playoffs and he's had a very promising rookie season in the AHL. So that should be exciting. And this isn't the the kind of team that's been stacked with uh, good prospects like the Panthers have had in the past necessarily. But I mean, Lucas Carlson is playing like a stud and uh, it's been a very strong season for Riley Nash, as we've kind of talked about. Um, so they've got a puncher's chance in these playoffs for sure. And it'll be fun to see how it, how it all goes. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not paying attention to Charlotte's run. Maybe I'll take a look once the Panther season is over. Um, yeah, maybe we'll we'll do an episode on the on the checkers if they get out of round one and the Panthers don't. Yep. Um, final thoughts, everybody. It's not a series until the home team loses. This isn't the NBA. It's not a series until the home team loses. Yeah. Um <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I so, guess the, I'll, I'll tease the thing we've been talking about. Guys, we're going to be doing a um, some sort of meetup at the infield after game four, which is a Sunday afternoon game. So sometime about an hour after the final whistle, we will uh, we will be meeting up there. We're trying to get some other things organized as well, but, you know, Good opportunity to just everyone hang out as a uh, community and have some beer and wings because those wings are absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you guys there. And uh, make sure to rate us five stars on uh, the infield app, which doesn't exist. So yeah, game two Wednesday, and uh, we hope to see you all at uh, at the infield on Sunday uh, Sunday evening after game four. Cats and five.